Good morning and a very warm welcome to our Sunday morning worship here at St Mary's Hitcham. Um, I know I can't see you, but I know a lot of people are watching and you are certainly very welcome. And today's a really special day because it's a day of celebration because it is Pentecost, that day when the Holy Spirit descended upon those human beings on earth so we could be filled with God's power. We're going to start with an opening prayer. The power of God came down upon the disciples as I gathered together, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In the power of the Spirit, they praised their Lord in heaven. The Lord be with you, and also with you. I've just got two short notices today. One is to remind you about making your video that we're going to put together as the St. Mary's compilation. The details are on the news sheet, and uh, so please get going with those. And the second one is if you've got an old computer or a laptop or a notepad or an old phone that you are not using, I wonder whether you would consider to donate them so that the school children that are not at school can use them at home. Some families, even in this area, are sharing one phone between three or four children for them to do their schooling. And uh, so there's a lovely lady in Burnham who's collecting them. But if you've got one, can you get in touch with Manda and uh, she'll make sure um, that they get to the right person. Having done our notices, let's begin to worship with a wonderful worship song. And uh, Matt Redmond's going to lead us in this one, Blessed Be Your Name. Okay, let's bless the name of the Lord in this place today. One voice, one choir, coming before one God, one name above every name, one throne. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. We gotta say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious. Say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be
blessing today. Come on. Every blessing you pour out, I'll, I'll turn back to every blessing now. Every blessing you pour out, when the darkness, when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Your name always, always your name. Lord. Wasn't that fantastic? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. We're going to have a little drama done by Scott and myself now just to set the scene about what was happening on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. Where is it? Where's what? You know the party? What party? The street party. Well, there's a bit of fuss going on over there near the temple. That's it. I got word that there's loads of folks drinking in the street. I figured they might need some more bottles. You know, with the festival going on, good for business. And with the amount of folk there, it would be very good indeed for my business. Whose business? Mine. Where Ooh. they are? Where are they? They're there. Brilliant. I can hear the shackles tumbling already. Bit early in the day for drinking, don't you think? Not for me. Anytime's good. Anytime's a good time to uh, sell a few bottles. And with the, the amount of them, the customers over there, I could take the rest of the week off. Look at the numbers. Ka-ching! Right, let's get over there. And... Oh no! What? It's that lot again. Who? The bunch that ruined the wedding. Well, they look like they're having a good time. I'll get over there while the going's good. No point. Just when I thought my ship was in. What are you talking about? The wedding at Cana. Did you not hear? A massive D. Ran out of wine. So I zoomed over there. Thought I was quids in. And I thought I would embarrass the groom to him to spend a penny or two to get out of a tight corner. What do I find? That lot over there swigging the best wine imaginable. Apparently, they've been some kind of miracle. Oh, I heard about that. Jesus of Nazareth, I think. All I know is a huge business opportunity gone to waste. And now, they're there again. Look at everybody. They've clearly all been drinking that good wine again. No, I don't think so. I haven't seen any drinking going on. So why do they all look so happy? Better go and see. Maybe it's that Jesus of Nazareth working miracles again. I don't know. I can't see him anywhere. Whoa! Did you feel that? Feel what? There it is again. Boy, that was powerful. Something's going on here. Did you not feel it? Come on, let's go and find out what's going on. Um, I, I'm not sure. I didn't feel anything. You go ahead and, and I'll wait. Well, there's something going on again. I need to find out what is happening here. Well, shall I put in a good word for that wine of yours if I get the chance? Ugh, don't bother. I'm having whatever they're drinking. And everything's going to come up on the screen and we're going to have an affirmation of faith now. We're going to say this together. It's what we believe in. And we don't always do this and often enough, but let's say this together. We believe in Jesus of Nazareth, shown to be from God by his signs and power, handed over to us in the plan of God, crucified by our sinful hands. 
we believe in Jesus Christ, raised by God from the dead, freeing him from death's power, for death could not hold him. We believe in Jesus the exalted, ascended to the right hand of God, who has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out this Spirit on his people. We believe, we repent, we receive God's forgiveness, we believe, we rejoice, we receive God's Holy Spirit. Amen. And we continue with our confession, which that affirmation of faith touched upon. Please respond to the words in bold. God of power, you have sent the spirit of love. Forgive us when we put conditions on our love. You have sent the spirit of joy. Forgive us when we are disagreeable and unwelcoming. You have sent the spirit of peace. Forgive us all those times our words and actions contribute towards conflict and division. You have sent the spirit of kindness. Forgive us for all the times we have neglected people's needs. You have sent the spirit of power. Forgive us all the times we failed to trust in you. Merciful God, grant us your forgiveness and your love that we may truly care for one another, refresh and renew us with your spirit, that we may be one in Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to have two readings now, one by Alan and the other by Debbie. Good morning. Our reading is taken from the book of Acts, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound, like the blowing of a mighty wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now the were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood 
and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For the gift of the word, thanks be to God. Good morning. The reading is taken from John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. For the gift of the word, thanks be to God. Have you ever been anywhere uh, where there has been over 3,000 people together? Maybe a football match or a rugby match, a concert maybe. And at some point everybody is talking and shouting at the same time and you actually can't hear a thing. You hear noise but you can't actually hear actual words. I was at uh, Twickenham a few years ago, lucky enough to uh, be in a Six Nations match between Scotland versus England. Very exciting, except of course I was in the wrong end and sitting amongst the Scottish supporters. Um, the noise and excitement was completely deafening, and, uh, but a tremendous time was had by all. So imagine the scene in Jerusalem centuries ago. It was the 50th day after Passover, the main agricultural festival. From all over the region, people and farmers bought the first fruits of the harvest, the first wheat, and gave them to God as a sign of gratitude and included a prayer that the rest of the crop would be brought in safely. The city was completely crowded, overcrowded, with an estimated 3,000 extra people, one coming from many tribes and languages. It would have been chaos, no one quite knowing what was going on. And then Peter comes up, stands up and gets to speak. And everybody could understand what he was saying. Wow, I think that's extraordinary. So we're going to look at that story in more depth, but I'm going to actually investigate it by using the four P's. Promises, peace, power, and purposes. So the first one is promises. The Old Testament is full of promises and actually talks a lot about the Holy Spirit. It talks about the arrival of the kingdom, which would be accompanied by a fresh outpouring of the Spirit. And with this coming, the people would be empowered in new ways. So they were waiting for him to arrive, this spirit to come. And then, of course, in the New Testament, Jesus himself made promises. The main one being that when he returned to his Father in heaven, he would leave the Holy Spirit for each and every one of us. In John 14, it says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all that I've said to you. The Holy Spirit was to come to, so that we could be transformed and live a life for Jesus. The second is peace. When the day of Pentecost came, the disciples were all together in one room, called the upper room. Can you imagine their fear? Jesus has died. They're all alone without him. They fear of being arrested at any time. They've no idea what to do next. All of a sudden, Jesus appears, and the first words he spoke to them were, peace be with you. And he repeated it again. And he breathed on them, encouraging them to receive the Spirit. Jesus came to bring peace, peace into relationships and friendships and with our neighbours. 
It's amazing, even at this time of crisis, we can see this in action. Neighbours who have been in conflict with one another for years have found a peace with one another and are helping each other out. Conflicts in families are beginning to be mended. And the priority in many parts of the world is on keeping people safe. The sort of war conflicts seem to have taken a back seat. So back to the story. God had everyone where he wanted them. There was this festival which I've mentioned already to celebrate the harvest. It was called the Feast of Weeks. And it was a festival where the men had to travel to Jerusalem to celebrate. Now today, people are asking God, why now? Why are you allowing this virus to run rampant through the world? Of course, I don't know why it's happening now. But I do know that it isn't a surprise to God. God knows what is happening with each person. And he knows what we're struggling with. God is moving in this situation. He's not still or uninvolved. God can take the terrible and use it for good. There are many people receptive to hearing the good news of the gospel. They might never have been receptive in the past, but we know that not just in our services, but services that are being streamed throughout the world are being watched by many, many more people than the church congregations. There are people, of course, who are having to depend on God for their food and shelter. There are people who are having to depend on God for their spiritual guidance instead of a vicar or a teacher. This is a time where Christian men and women should stand up and spiritually lead their families. This is a time where the church should be the church. The third P is power. And the power is given through the Holy Spirit. First, the disciples in the upper room received the Holy Spirit. It sounded like a rushing wind blowing through the room. And then they saw what looked like flames of fire on their heads. They were confused and afraid. But they soon discovered that they had a new power and boldness, which enabled them to talk in many languages and to speak to all the people gathered for the festival. You see, I think this tells us that on our own we can do nothing, but through the Holy Spirit we are unable to do great things. And we need to be reminded that Jesus said we would do greater things than he did through the power of the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit, and we too can be filled with the Spirit. But there's a battle, if you like, between our flesh and the Holy Spirit within us. Who's winning right now? When a person is saved, that means they give their life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God comes into their life. And the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts that are be, to be used for the edification, or if you like, to grow the church. That means that God can stir up gifts and talents within you just for his purpose. Things that you couldn't do on your own, God can do through you because of the Holy Spirit. As we go through these difficult times, I wonder whether we can allow God to use and grow our gifts and allow the Holy Spirit to give us words to say and actions to do. Let's stop telling God what we think he should be doing and allow him to use us in his power and glory. Mighty things happened on that day of Pentecost, and mighty things can happen today through the power of God. The fourth P, and the last one, is purpose. The Holy Spirit changes lives. When Jesus came to the disciples that day, he gave them the Holy Spirit because he wanted them to go out and bring peace to the world to give them confidence to forgive others in his name so that people would be free to live a new life. And the purposes of the Holy Spirit then are the same today. The Holy Spirit gives us power and peace and confidence to share our faith in word and action. But of course we know that that isn't always easy. 
Many people were moved and drawn to Jesus through the witnessing of the power of the Holy Spirit. And notice that I said some. In verse 13 of that uh, reading we heard from Acts, there were some people that only saw the physical and assumed that the people were drunk. They saw nothing spiritual in what was happening. They missed it then, and some people are missing it today. But Jesus said he's going to pour out his spirit on all people. That means they no longer would only certain people receive the Holy Spirit, like in the Old Testament, such as a prophet or a king. But actually, it's all people who trust in the Lord as saviour. And just to be sure that the Jewish men didn't think they were the only ones being addressed, God referred to the Gentiles when he said, even on my servants. And God also made sure not to leave out women. And there's only one thing we need to do to receive the Holy Spirit. Everyone needs to call upon the name of the Lord and they will be saved and they will receive the Spirit of God. I also want you to notice that God isn't just spitting a little of the Holy Spirit on, on us. He's pouring himself out. And if you pour something out, like a, a bucket of water over someone, it completely covers them and consumes them. In Ephesians 5, it tells us that we must be filled with the Spirit. It says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is ex excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's not just a one-off event. Just like a bucket with a hole in, if we're giving out continually, we will become empty. And so we need to pray every day to be filled again. Many years ago, when I first received the Holy Spirit, it was a truly amazing moment. And it was just so profound being in God's presence in such a powerful way. And uh, it affected me physically. And it was a, a sensation, if you like, that was totally addictive. I just wanted more and more. But I confess that I sort of forgot what it was about because I realized it wasn't just about me receiving the Holy Spirit, though that was fantastic. I realized that I was being filled with the Spirit because it was about God's purpose to share the gospel in any way I could. Now, later in that reading, we also hear about the purposes of the Holy Spirit. It says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Well, what does that mean? The word prophesy literally means to foretell or speak under inspiration. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God shows us what to do and what to say. And the greatest thing here is that God isn't just using preachers or vicars or elders of the church. He wants to fill all his children with this power. And the question is, if you are filled, why are you being quiet when God says we should be prophesying? I've got the Holy Spirit in me. Have you? And are you bold enough to go and share your faith and the gospel? The second thing it tells us is that your young men will see visions. Young people, what is God showing you now? If you say nothing, then I suggest you're not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. For our wider community and congregation, we need to recognize the energy and vision of the young. Our spiritual vision sometimes becomes like our physical vision. It grows weaker as we get older. But God is showing us here that for the sake of his church and kingdom, he wants to use the young to keep our vision strong. And then it then says, your old men will dream dreams. So for the older part of our community, what kind of dreams are you having today? And you might say, well, God isn't giving me any dreams. It, it didn't happen. I mean, you know, it did then, but it doesn't happen anymore. And so I'm asking you this, are you sure? Because the same passage says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And of course, that means being filled with the Spirit 
and filled with the power. Did God stop saving whoever calls on his name? No, of course not. And he hasn't stopped giving you dreams either. So I'm asking, don't we need the wisdom and stability of the dreams of the older generation? It's easy to dismiss them, but God is using us powerfully too in this way. What great things has God put in your heart for his church today? Vision with wisdom is powerful. Without wisdom, the young people's vision can be a little out of control. Finally, in this reading, we hear that Jesus will come back. So my question to you is, are you ready? The church, that's you and me, must lift Jesus up during these times so that people know that they can be saved and healed and renewed, so that they know that he loves them right now. We can only do that if we're filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've never knowingly been filled with the Spirit, take a moment to ask for it now, right now. But if not, you could do it after the service or take a quiet moment in the day just to go and be with God, be completely open and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit and wait. You'll be amazed at what God will do. I can't wait to get back into our church building, not because it's comfortable or easier, because I really believe people want to be here to worship God with one another. But we do have to remember there are people out there watching the live streaming of our services, and they might not just come to church because the lockdown has ended. We need to realize people are experiencing and living church in a different way. We can't go back to where we were. The world has moved on. But I know that guided by the Holy Spirit, we will continue to reach more and more people and that they will come to receive his love and share it with others. That is definitely a cause to celebrate today and to remember all that uh, the Holy Spirit has done for us over the centuries. Amen. Good morning. Let us now pray for one another and for all people who cannot or will not pray for themselves. The response to the prayers today is, we are one in Christ. Please do join in at home. Father God, thank you that you are a God of power and in that power you have sent us the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you love each and every one of us and have given the gift of the Holy Spirit for us all to know your power, love, wisdom and compassion. Help us, Lord, to ask your Holy Spirit to flame within us daily so that we may share your love, wisdom and compassion, especially at this difficult time in our world. Father, we are many, God's great diversity, yet we are one in Christ. Different faces, different races, yet we are one in Christ. Butchers, bakers, website makers, bankers, tailors, teachers, sailors, yet we are one in Christ. Fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, single, married, broken, carried, yet we are one in Christ. The happy, the clappy, the barely out of nappies, the ancient, the modern, the famous, the forgotten, yet we are one in Christ. Some hopeful, some hopeless, some cope well, some cope less, some sure and some doubt, some whisper, some shout, yet we are one in Christ. Those with abundance, those with need, those who are generous or wrestle with greed, yet we are one in Christ. Elbows, tummies, knees and noses, kidneys, femurs, teeth 
and toesies, some unmentionable, some protected, some accepted, some rejected, yet we are one in Christ. A broken body torn apart mars God's image, breaks God's heart, and yet our Father knows how the end will be when all his kids will sing in harmony. The bride will dazzle, her branches bloom, so add your voice to him the tune that we are one in Christ. Help us, Jesus, to remember that we are indeed one in Christ. We pray for all the world and all affected by the coronavirus, whether they are suffering with it, grieving for the lost, or worrying greatly about it. We remember we are one in Christ. We pray for Elizabeth, our Queen, and her government. Father, we ask that you unite those that are ruling this land to ensure we have wise decisions to see us through this difficult period. And through it, help us, Lord, to remember that we are one in Christ. We pray for your church throughout the whole world and give thanks for the technology that unites us all. We pray for our own church and give thanks for Sue and all the team that are ensuring that we can continue to worship your holy name. Father, we pray for good health for all our St Mary's family, remembering we are one in Christ. Lord Jesus, we now pray for our local area. We thank you that we live in an area where you are evident through the beauty of your nature as well as kind, caring people. Thank you for all the local volunteers who are helping to make this time easier for those who are struggling. And we pray that your love will continue to be shown long after lockdown is over, remembering that we are one in Christ. Finally, Father, we pray for the people who are known to us to be in need of your loving touch through the Holy Spirit. We pray for those bereaved, those who are sick, or those who are resistant to the Holy Spirit. We pray for everyone on our prayer list, and I ask everyone now to take a moment to name the people in need who are known to you. And so, Father, we ask that you bring peace and hope back to all those who are grieving. Bring peace and healing to those who are sick and bring hope and love to those who have forgotten you or who are yet to accept your love and grace. We ask for these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, remembering that we are one in Christ. Amen. Thank you, Janine. And now we come to share the peace with one another. We are the body of Christ. In one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Let us pursue all that makes for peace and builds up our common life. The peace of the Lord be with you and also with you. While you continue to share the peace with one another, we're going to continue with our worship, led by Adam and Carol.
Thank you, Carol and Adam, that was great. We're now going to come to that time where we're going to share bread and wine together. Yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the splendor, and the majesty. For everything in heaven and on earth is yours. All things come from you, and of your own do we give you. With this bread that we bring, we shall remember Jesus. With this wine that we bring, we shall remember Jesus. Bread for his body, wine for his blood, gifts from God to his table we bring. We shall remember Jesus. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is indeed right in our duty and our joy, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, your only Son, our Lord. This day we give you thanks because in the fulfilment of your promise, you pour out your Spirit upon us, filling us with your gifts, leading us in all truth, and uniting people of many tongues in the confession of one faith. Your Spirit gives us grace to call you Father, to proclaim your gospel to all nations, and to serve you as a royal priesthood. Therefore we join our voices with angels and archangels, and with all those in whom the Spirit dwells, to proclaim the glory of your name, forever praising you and singing. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and God of might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, your power and might. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. As we follow his example and obey his command, grant by the power of your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. To you be glory and praise forever. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. To you be glory and praise forever. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. You are the Saviour of the world. Accept through him, our great High Priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your Spirit. Inspire us with your love and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. To you be glory and praise forever, through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven. We worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We break this bread 
to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. As you share the bread and wine with one another, we are going to sing Holy Spirit.
having received bread and wine. Let us pray together. Lord, we have broken your bread and received your life. By the power of your Spirit, keep us always in your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're going to sing our final hymn now, a very beautiful and traditional hymn, but slightly done in a different way. Let's sing together Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed Just toils and snares I have already come. Twas grace that brought me safe this far, and grace will lead me home. Ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Oh, we've no less days to sing. And before our blessing, let us pray together. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Give us strength. Give us power. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Make us one, sisters and brothers. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Give us strength to share your truth. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Send us out to live for you. Amen. And the blessing. May God the Father fill you with his strength. May God the Son fill you with his peace. May God the Holy Spirit fill you with his presence. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, your family, your friends, and all who you are praying for at this time. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. May I wish you a wonderful day that you can spend together. Um, and if you're on your own, make some time to Facebook somebody or to speak to someone today and pass on God's love. Amen.